Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the False Nine Podcast. As always, my name is Edwin. I'm joined with Santiago today. Santi, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Actually, no, I'm terrible. My club, again, sucks. Got um, demolished. There is no hope. Uh, I am dead inside. And I, the worst thing is it's only August. You know what we should if if Lewis and I had, and, and all the listeners, if we each got a dollar for every time that we started off the, the show with asking how you're doing and you're like, I'm not okay. I'm dead inside. <laughs> there are so many times that that has happened last season and now the past two episodes of this new season. That's and the, wor- the worst thing is, like, my Champions League final is when you guys get knocked out. Like, that's bad. That's my, that's my, that's my joy of the season. When City that's- don't win the Champions League, that is the biggest joy to my, to my ear. That is United's triumph when, Wow. That is my trouble is Arsenal not finishing fourth, Liverpool no trophies, City no UCL. That's my trouble. <laughs> Spoken like a real hater. I'm just being honest. Right. Anywho, anywho, it's been a big week in football. Oh my gosh, where do we begin? Kylian Mbappe. Dude. What is going on with this man? Everyone is losing their freaking shit over Mbappe from last weekend against who they play against Montpellier. Uh, they won five two. They won five two. I think it's uh, Montpellier. Let me double check. Yeah, Montpellier against Montpellier. Yeah, they won five two. Oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure all football fans alike have have seen the the footage already. Mbappe on a counter, the PSG is on the counter attack and Mbappe completely just stops running, stops playing after Vitinha didn't pass him the ball on the counter attack. And he just, you know, he's flaring his arms up in anger, blah, blah, blah. And if he kept running, if he kept playing, he could have gone on the, on the end of, of the uh, shot that was put wide and he could have scored. Um, but yeah, everyone's losing their shit over it. Um, talking about his his attitude, so on and so forth. But I think a huge thing for me too, one of the biggest things that's come from it is the tension between him and Neymar. Bro, insane. It seems like it's going freaking crazy. Apparently, Neymar liked a bunch of tweets on Twitter that were um, referring to why uh, Mbappe shouldn't be taking the penalties at PSG and his attitude. And Jesus, dude, it, it's just... It seems like it's a shit show in the locker room. Yeah, no, I actually, uh, I listened to this podcast, uh, the Gavin Jules show by ESPN. The two ESPN people that actually make sense when they're talking. <laughs> For the most part, they don't make any sense. Uh, and Julian Laurent, who's a big PSG guy, who's very connected. Uh, apparently the big issue is his attitude. And the thing apparently what the directors and like the, like the Kalafi promised him when he re-signed the contract was he's going to be the one man show in a way of like when Messi, I don't want to say when Barca was at his peak because Barca at its peak was a collective and it wasn't just the Messi show. I feel like when it was just Messi, Barca was just Messi was really that slow downfall before he ends up leaving. Right. Right. I think 
you know, what I think what I understood it by was that he was promised he was going to be like the main star. He was going to be untouchable, always going to take all the penalties, take all the free kicks, etc. Clearly, you can see one here. He missed the pen. Neymar takes a second. And if you could see on in the there's a video of him talking to Neymar, asking him for the ball. And, and yeah, Neymar, Neymar just, just him off. That, yeah, it seems like Neymar doesn't even pay him any mind. Yeah, there's clearly a power struggle. And I think what I what uh, Laurent said also was the way the managers set up and the way PSG has done their signings this summer, which is actually pretty. I actually think for the for the first time in a long time they haven't really bought like eighty like an, the seventy million eighty million dollar player. They bought like four or five players. I think Vitinho is forty million, which is the most. They bought a, a couple other center mids for like ten to fifteen. They bought in. They brought in a lot of depth. Not really the big the big star. And the big thing is they're trying to play like as a collective. And Mbappe finds it it's, finds it hard for himself to be part of that collective, be just another person. He wants to meet like focus. And he's 23. He, I don't know if you saw the video with Messi. He's yes. I, I don't know why people are making such a big deal about right, that. Right, right, right. Okay. I thought I was the only one. I don't see like they're talking about like look think, at Messi's think, face. Yeah, no, I think I think I think the bigger reaction is how does Messi react? Yeah, right. And it doesn't seem like Messi. Because it, like... it seems it seems like it got to the, the relationship's gotten to a point where like, oh, you're doing this now? Okay, like it, it was like that kind of reaction between who? Between the, the, how Messi reacted to Mbappe. I don't think Mbappe knew what he was. I don't think he did it on purpose. Right. But right. I think the way Messi reacts is more like. He's done other shit in the past, and now it's like now you're doing this. Are you kidding me? What? Really? I don't know. From I Messi's think... face. From Messi's face. That's the thing. From I'm Messi's... not getting. I don't think. I don't think Messi's Mbappe. Face. I don't think Mbappe. Me personally, I've done it before. It's like now maybe he didn't say. It, yeah. But like, but like you could like say like, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe he didn't say. He didn't react. Maybe that's why it's also like the shock thing about it. But the thing is, I don't see anything in Messi's face that's like distraught or anger annoyed like it's just like a bland face to me in my opinion I'm just like what the but I obviously like I said at the beginning like everyone's going crazy over this this week about Mbappe's actions and attitude and one of the things was yeah, him shouldering past Messi and Rooney even said himself like yo like we need to remind Mbappe but that at the at the age of 23 Messi had four golden Golden balls, like what the hell is he doing? Well, three ballon doors is four twenty one and twenty five. But oh, whatever, whatever. Same, same difference. But yeah, I personally didn't see a big issue with uh with the shouldering past Messi thing. I, I think the media just kind of blew it out. Well, of don't country. you think? I think it's been a lot of things. I don't know if I said it on this show. I know I've said it kind of jokingly, but I think now that I I'm not trying to be as biased and be a hater um like i honestly think this debate of holland and mbappe being the next messi and ronaldo just was overblown and was really just the media trying to find two i don't know how to say heirs does that say hair it's it's the h word yeah yeah heir to the throne (laughs) of the the throne of the debate and i feel like with one, Mbappe doesn't have the competition. We over for me, we overhyped the World Cup. He had one good game. The 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 World Cup was really won as a collective, and 
we were talking about this earlier. Apart from Giroud, everyone else's career has gone down the shithole after that, that final. Um, and then, um, so he has no competition. You really can't really tell, oh, he's done it in the biggest stage because PSG always fall in, fall out in the biggest stages. You can see in Champions League every year, the one time they got to the final, it was really Neymar that carried them to the final because Mbappe was, was hurt at the end, if you, if you remember. Right, right. Yeah, no, and, then, and then you have Holland. Like, I love Holland. I think Holland is a machine, uh, similar to Ronaldo, but I think he's injured too often. And we know for a fact the biggest thing about when that rivalry started to heat on between Messi and Ronaldo, they would not get injured. They would play every single yeah, game, yeah, especially more Messi. I don't, I want to recall Ronaldo would get the, 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 um, the rare knock where he'd be like out of game, but not like more well, than I mean, in, in the, in the 2013, 14 season, Messi was injured a lot that season, but ever right, since that was then, the first, I think yeah, that was ever the first since one, right? Yeah. Ever since then he's been, he's been very like consistent. Right. And then for me, Ronaldo, the only injury that reminds me is the, the knee in 16 in the euros. Other than that, I don't think he's been out more, um, throughout the season. Maybe sometimes I think he's had the beginning of the season. He's had a little struggle to get, get, get uh, fitness. But so going back to my point, I think the reason why Mbappe has this, this so much money is the is a result of the media and the PR that he's gotten. And that's where I can't fault them, where how high his ego has gone. You can't fault this man. I can't, his ego. I can't fault them to a certain degree. Hold on, to a certain degree. To a certain degree of choosing money over competition. I can't fault them on that. I can fault them that everything else comes out. There is that fair? I can't oh, fault yeah, them yeah. on choosing PSG because even him being at PSG, everyone was comparing him to being the new Messi. You know what I mean? But the new right, book. Right, right, right. I could only fault them once he signed that contract. Everything since then has been ter- ter- terrible. Okay, that that makes. I got sense. you. Okay, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying with that. Um, so no, like, like I was saying, I don't think the whole incident with Messi on the field was that big of a deal. The only thing that really annoys me and gets to me and is disappointing to see is the the counterattack situation where he just completely stopped running. He gave up on the play completely. He's throwing his hands up in the air um, because it's like, bro, carry on. Like, what are you doing? Like, you didn't get the ball, big whoop. You could still score at the end of the play. Like, why are you stopping? And Like, you're this huge footballing icon at such a young age Bro, is that the example that you're trying to set for, for little kids coming up? Like, what the hell? And I know, I know that's not something that's that's you know going on in your head or in the moment or whatever. But it's just like, oh, why, why are we bringing seeing an example? Okay, I actually I hate this. Sorry, dude, now you're gonna open a can of worms that I've always hated. What do you mean? Why? You that? What, what do you mean? It's an why, why? 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 I I I feel like a lot of athletes have said this. I can't pinpoint to one. I feel like Maradona was one that said it. It's like, don't you you hold us to the to a higher standard than normal people. We don't, and but at the end of the day, they are still human. Even though they're athletes, they're still human, and they, they can make mistakes. And I always hear that, oh, you're setting a bad example for the kids. Don't tell, like you shouldn't tell your. You know what I mean? You, you don't have to tell your kids to look up to them. that. That sorry, I was always hated the thing of putting that on the athlete because at the end of the day, they're still human. They can still make mistakes. They can still not be a perfect person. And I feel like we sh- we shape this narrative that the best athletes should be 
the best people. The, the yeah. best kind of people. Right. No, well, it's I'm not looking at it from that point of view. No, sorry. Like, I just it just tri- it just triggered me a little bit. It's just as an athlete, like, why are you stopping? You know how you know how how much of a bad look that is on the team. Yeah, but I don't think he, but then like then it goes back to I don't think he cares. Okay, yeah, but why though? You even okay, you didn't receive the so ball he, he, around he midfield. He, why? Because I think he, he he thinks he's at the he's at the point where he is the club. Dude, they pay him fifty million a year. Right, and they gave him that hundred million signing bonus. All right, so all right, so we're on, we're on the contract now. So ever since ever since that game on Sunday, the jokes coming out that. Mbappe basically runs the club uh, with his newest contract from from this past summer. Um, But all right. So I guess for those that don't know too much about the contract situation and myself included, because I I really don't know like the ins and outs of every detail in this contract. Exactly. Yeah. They're not going to reveal that. Yeah. They're never going to. I know the basic one was, I don't think it was, he has, he can, not that he has to prove, but he has to be like, okay with the signings. The manager, right, 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 right. sporting director. Yes, yes. So the number of reports have claimed that as part of Mbappe's contract to keep him at PSG until 2025, he was offered a significant say in the club's transfer business. And like you said, um, positions like sporting director, so on and so forth. And apparently he was the one that said that uh, Leonardo had to dip. And he was a big reason as to why the new sporting director of PSG um, is now appointed because they have had a, a relationship for a long time, Mbappe and uh, and this guy. I forget his name. Luis Campos, I think is his name. Luis Campos, yeah. Yeah, Campos. Um, they've been together since Monaco and since Mbappe was a kid. So that was a big say for Mbappe. And apparently he also tried to push for Neymar's departure by telling the club to get rid of him. And this is kind of where the, the whole tension between him and Neymar kind of derives from where Neymar fo- Neymar found out about him saying that he needed to be sold by Mbappe and then the tension just kind of grew from there but apparently now hold on can we agree though he should be sold I feel like he has no business being there anymore I know you say we want cohesion but thinking like a sporting director, I know Mbappe has no right doing that, but thinking like a sporting director, isn't that the right thing to think of as Neymar's? Well, okay, yeah, because sorry, I'm trying, I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but I know I, I get you, and I think it's fair just because of the amount of time that he's been there and the reason why they brought Neymar to the club in the first place, um, and they haven't been able to get it done, but they at least they at least got to a, a final of the Champions League. Dude, with all that money spent, it's not. It's, right. it's the same thing as City, bro. Okay. Probably, 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 probably worse because all they got worse. Focus, yeah. Because all they had to focus was on the champions. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't really have an opinion on whether or not he should stay or leave. Um, in an ideal word, I think he would probably be best at Barcelona, but I still think he, I still think he could bring what PSG is looking for. But... Swap him, swap him for Marcus Rashford, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's another thing. Ooh, I wanted to co- dude the whole situation on the counterattack. Sorry to keep going back to it, but like I remember last season, t- towards like the back end of last season against Liverpool, man. Marcus Rashford. I I don't think wait, which Liverpool game because I didn't watch either of them. They were horrible. 
I'm sure, I'm sure you I'm sure you saw a clip of it though, where I think Bruno Fernandez, um, instead of passing the ball square to, to Rashford to tap in, he shot. But um, I think who was it, Allison or the backup keeper for Liverpool, he like kind of parried it and Rashford could have gone on to the rebound to score. But people were saying that Rashford, there was no urgency. He, he just kind of stopped. But it didn't look like that to me. But he was getting so much backlash and criticism from the fans. And I feel like I feel like Mbappe is not getting that same treatment from PSG supporters as like football fans in general. Yeah, they're, they're bagging on on Mbappe. But I feel like he's not getting the same thing from PSG supporters. Well, oh, hold on. I don't maybe, I don't know. I think he's got like a good I think he's got a big pass this year or at least until Champions League because of he chose them over Real Madrid. That's a big deal, dude. <laughs> but all right, so I guess the main thing that I really want to get get around to this topic is like why are his actions from you know this past weekend why are they bad? Why is everyone so so much on like a frenzy about it? And it, it's it's comes down to his attitude at the end of the day right why why do you see it as a bad thing like why is his attitude problem such a cause for concern uh because again going back to my thing of i don't blame him for staying at psg but i remember at the time how everyone criticized him for staying at psg and i think he is vindicating or he's proving those those haters right right now he's he's right in what sense he's He's got a huge ego. He's about the money. Maybe we that that maybe that passion that other players have. He just doesn't have it, especially when he's been driven with. He's just been his main his main force um, to play now is just money. I think I think at the time when he chose PSG, I remember a lot of Real Madrid journalists were like calling him Judas and just like he'll never win with PSG. He just cares about the money. Doesn't care about actually playing competitive football and I feel like he's just the way he's reacting and just acting up I think he's just proving them right well and I think that I think that's why people are making more of a big deal about this because um he's just he's acting like a like a spoiled 23 year old brat that really hasn't won anything was uh again that world cup I think that world cup run with friends was amazing for them, but it was a team effort. And I remember Mbappe was the biggest highlight. It's like, oh, Mbappe this, Mbappe that, the new, the new, the new heir to the throne and stuff like that. And like, I think we talked about this. I think he only had one really good game against Argentina, the worst Argentina in the last 30 years. Just want to add for the people that don't watch international football. You're welcome. Um, but I just think he's got a little overhyped. And I'm not saying he's bad. But I think for the money, you think it, for the it, attitude, it's gone to you his head. You just, yeah, it's gone to his head, and you, and there's, I don't think there's anyone in that club, in that club now with that contract that can take note of him. Yeah, that's no, one of, yeah, that, that's yeah. So, but I think that that also looks looks even worse on PSG. It looks terrible on PSG. It looks because so at this, terrible. At on this PSG. point, you, at this point, it's like he just has to stay there forever. <laughs> and what is he going to be like the owner? Like, I don't think. I don't think Messi ever got to this. I know people like to criticize Messi how at the end Barca just became him. At the end of the day, it's not that like he wanted to go anywhere, but just the contracts that he offered him were just he didn't. I don't think I personally don't think he asked for that much money. Yeah, no, he did. And he was willing to take a pay cut in order to stay, obviously. Right. Um, 
but yeah, I got the the biggest thing is it is just and his also ego after is like and after like five Ballon d'Ors, right, like right. Like there's individual awards that back up his greatness. The the mo- the the biggest award of Mbappe's life uh, was a team award, where he just paid played. A vital, a vital part, I'll say, but I don't think he was the crucial. Like, I don't think, I think it's still winning. Yeah, you don't think he was Mbappe. the make or break. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So with Mbappe, the thing for me is huge ego. Winning the World Cup probably like stroked that ego and made it even bigger. But however, I don't think after the, this past weekend, I don't think that, um, you know, the, the attitude problem isn't news. I feel like this has been years in the making, especially since the World Cup when there was those comments to Alba against Barcelona in the in the 2020 Champions League clash that they had where and I know you don't believe you can literally find this on, on YouTube or whatever the video of Wait, it. what is he what did he say again I remember he said crazy. He, he said in Spanish to um to Alba that I'll kill you in the streets or whatever in the streets I'll kill you and then Alba responds to him like you're learning from you're learning from the worst and he was referring to Neymar in terms of like with the attitude the cockiness and stuff like that, and it's just. So are we blaming Neymar now? No, I'm not. I don't, I'm think, not blaming, I don't think Neymar. I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not. I think Neymar played a role in it because Neymar, he, he has an attitude on him as well. But I think it's. I again, I at the end of the day, I think this is all down to PSG of how much liberty they're getting. Power yeah, yeah, yeah. Player. So with this new contract, it's just way too much power to give to a player, especially. Like, I guarantee you, Mbappe. First thing he has is like, I need everything that's in, in Neymar's contract to start <laughs> off right there. <laughs> Probably. And he probably wanted more because he wanted to give, get a step get a step ahead. Facts. Oh, my gosh. It sucks, man. It's a shame. And I, w- I really hope – I really hope that he's able to kind of, like, shake this eager ego off of him and kind of humble himself and really just get back to, to playing football and striving to be the best footballer instead of, you know, trying to you know, be power-hungry and power-driven. I hope not. I hope he rots in PSG. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, well, en- enough with that fucking Ninja Turtle. Let's move on to the Premier League now, where, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have fun. Dude. No, please don't. Wait, can we please stay, stay in Mbappe? Hell no. Come on. How the hell does Man United get dogged? Dogged. 4-0 by Brentford, bro. Freaking De Gea at fault for two goals. Some oh, pe- I feel like some yeah. people are faulting Ericsson on the. I'm here. I'm here to finally declare I am no longer a De Gea uh, defender. I, I'm done. I just can't <laughs> defend them anymore. Now, I'm not going to say I hate him. Don't get me wrong. Or I'm going to criticize him all the time. And just, I, can't go, I can't go up the bat for him anymore. I'm sorry. Dave, you kill me, Dave. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, Brentford dominating United 4-0 on Saturday. Huge shock for everyone. De Gea at fault for two of the goals. Some people blame Erickson for that second mistake. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's that's all on De Gea, though. What, what do you think, Santi, that, that other goal? So I think, of course, you have to blame De Gea. Now, two things. One, Erickson's not a six. Erickson's not used to playing so close to his own penalty box. So I think you would expect Erickson to do better with that ball, knowing that he feels the pressure for one side and turn the other side. I'm not going to critique Erickson because he doesn't play there. 
but it wasn't totally all the hair's fault. The hair should have just booted. The big problem is, well, actually, no. so see, I'm 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 torn because on one side it's like Ten Hag has a way of playing, right, and he's trying to instill in these players, but these players don't know how to fucking play with the ball on their feet, so we have to just play long, and it's just like <sighs> Ragnick was right. Ten new signings, bro. We needed ten new signings. We got three. See, so here's this is like a common thing for, though for you, Man United supporters. You know, obviously there's there's so much that's wrong that's going on that's wrong with the club at the moment. And and I was saying this before. I, I don't think I don't think there's any manager right now that could just come in and just I don't know, boom, everything is fixed. You know what I'm saying? And with Ragnick and now with Eric Ten Hag, you really have to give. Ali gonna soak Shar some credit with what he was able to do. Oh, dude, come on, you have to. Got second in a fake season. They played in front of fans one time. Fake season. Those players crumble under pressure. Fake season. This is fake insane. Season. How are fake you season. saying that? Fake How is season. You? And then also another fake a- season. Another aspect of it is as well. Like Ragnik last season, he got thrown into it in the middle of the season. With no time at all with these players to instill the way that he would usually like to play, right? There's no time at all for these players to get affiliated with Ragnar's playing style and to actually come out to the field like, all right, we've had the, enough preparation. Like, it's go time, whatever. Ten Hag has, has had a whole preseason. And I, I will admit United did look good in preseason. And it, but it, regular season, they, they've looked horrible. They've looked like they're not up to it. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is going on? And a lot of everyone's pointing to, to the midfield situations, um, the, the, the lack of a striker since Martial's out. Ronaldo, no one knows what the fuck is good with Ronaldo. Apparently, he's making an, a huge announcement or a huge interview in the next few weeks, which has gotten criticism from Gary Neville saying, like, why do you have to wait? a few weeks to just inform everyone right now. You know what I'm saying? About, like, what's the situation when you could literally say it right now? Well, because he can still leave, that's why. That's the thing. Like, do you want to leave or not? Like, if you're saying all the reports are false of you wanting to leave. I think it's not that he wants to leave. He wants to play Champions League football, if that makes sense. Of course. Why wouldn't he want to play Champions League football? But if he's devoted to bringing Man United back to... To the top, then he's he's gonna have to ride this this shit storm through. Well, I think he will. Honestly, I don't think he's leaving. Then why why wait a few weeks to announce that? Why why does it matter, dude? Because if I feel like the it, transfer of windows over, that means no more rumors are gonna come out about him. Leaving. I feel like it'll just alleviate any like low morale or tension that's going on in the. Listen, the low morale is not about him wanting to leave. The low morale is people think. That they are under too much pressure because Ronaldo demands so much, and it's fucking stupid. And this is where I go back to: I'm not giving Ole Ole any credit because he played in a he he managed in a fake season when there was no fans in the stands. We went on our best run that I've watched since Sir Alex Ferguson. Zero people actually watched the live. Sorry, in person they you fold. You, you know what I mean. These 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 players fold under pressure, and is the I'm is the shirt too big for them? Is the is the 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 crest too too much for them? I don't know. I I feel like some of these players are up for it, some of these are not. But the moral of the story is, Ten Hag 
fielded a team made up of five different manager recruits. What do you think the fix is? Right? I mean, obviously, obviously, if anyone with a brain would say that this, there needs to be like a very long term project that just needs to be set. And you need, obviously, the, the delusion needs to be put aside and just completely trashed that United can get back to the top this season, next season, whatever. It's going to take years. And for that, you need a long-term plan. And that needs to come into, mo- into motion basically now. So we can rule out any long-term fixes right now. What do you think the short-term fix for United is right now for this season? Sell the club. Sell the club. That's part of long term, though. No, it's not. It's, that's short. That could be short term. I'm saying, okay, you sell the club, then what? Or, or are your problems miraculous? No, it's going to take a long time yeah. f- for you to see the effect. All right, that's part What's of the, the long term plan. You sell the club. Okay, f- on field, though, is what I'm saying. Okay. Back the manager. Get a new goalkeeper. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. We need a new goalkeeper. Is that all? Is that we the need all? a new center defensive mid. We need a new right back. We need a new a, a new winger. We need to get we need to get rid of Rashford, McTominay, Maguire, Juan Bissaka. Cross my missing. Martial, I think, has to stay just for the depth. But play Garnacho more. Play okay. play Garnacho more. Play Palestri more. Um, and don't shy away from the opportunity that they have of turning around the biggest club in the world, not named Real Madrid. You mean turning down? Turning, turning it around, turning the ship around. Like I think, I think, I think another thing is, and I mean, I mean, I, I can't. I can't say like I've been there, but <laughs> but I, I think you could say that sometimes when you're putting a lot of pressure, apart from wanting to uh, perform right away, it's like for United, it's like because of the standards was so high from before. If it doesn't match, you're gonna get criticized right away, and I think some of these players. Are not up to that standard. I'll just take one example. Harry Maguire. You could say maybe back five tax or whatnot. But for England, he plays so much better than he plays for United. You could agree with that. Yeah. And that's that's actually that you mentioning that that's kind of like uh, I do have something to say in terms of like what on field short term fix could be. And it would honestly just have to be a change in system. And I know it's something that. Ten Hag doesn't want to do or wouldn't want to do, I should say, because I honestly don't know. But I think if he were to change to a back three, if he were to play with, if he were to play with a, a with a three four three, I think that could benefit you guys because I think that would get the most out of Maguire. Because in defense, the wing backs will come and it'll be a back five. But in terms, you know what I'm saying. I think that you would get the most out of Maguire there, and then also, if you were to if you were to start that new, what was the new outside back that you you guys just got left back? Ma- Malaysia. Yeah, Malaysia. 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 Yeah. yeah, he, I think he performs better on the attack. 
100% in terms of defense, and I think that would kind of help out the, the transitioning part when you guys are in the attack mode uh, compared to Luke Shaw. One. Yeah, Luke, and Shaw, then, Luke Shaw had a great season without fans. Also, also, in ter- so the way that Ten Hag wants to play is he wants to play out from the back, but I don't think De Gea is capable of doing that. And with the, with the system that they currently have, they don't have that number six that could, that's comfortable enough to receive the ball in deep to be able to turn and, you know, whip, you know, have passing options in front of them. They don't have a center back also that's comfortable enough to turn deep and then play whatever's in front of them because the midfield is kind of lacking in that comfortability of operating so quick and tight in those spaces. So I think if you were to change to the back three and have like a, a – you would need a new midfielder too. So I think Casemiro obviously – would be a huge help. Rabio, I think, even though, like I said in the last episode, and I kind of, not that I regret saying this, but the fact that I was just kind of bringing up the stats and saying that McTominay's better stat-wise, I think Rabio is just, a, in general, a better footballer, and he is more comfortable to, like... Oh, no more Rabiot. But, yeah, no, no more Rabiot, no more, no more Rabiot but I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that, No, Rabiot. but Edwin, seriously, this is the problem, dude. This is the problem. De Gea, Sir Alex Ferguson. Dalot, Mourinho, Maguire, Ole, Varan, Ole, Luke Shaw, Louis Van Gaal, McTominay Academy, Fred Mourinho, Bruno Ole, Sancho Ole, Rashford Academy, Ronaldo Ole. It's like, and then you have, it's just there's too many people that were brought in from so many different managers that when a new manager comes, he can't implement his idea of playing because they don't fucking fit the system. And you know the worst thing about it? There's too many of them. You can't sell them all at the same time. Those are all shit. I don't think that that's necessarily always the case, though. It really... And I'll give you a but great... This, ex- but here... Okay, but here it is. Here, but yeah, here, here it is. Here don't give it, me another example. We're talking about here. Stay right here. Stay right here with me. Stay right here in this goddamn tunnel of fucking misery that I'm be- I've been on for the last... 10 years. All right? There, there's just there's no change. And that's why I say it starts at the top. Now, I will never know exactly. We will never know exactly. Do the Glaciers actually have the money to fund United? Clearly, they've spent over a billion dollars trying to revamp the, the squad since Sir Alex left. It hasn't fucking worked. So at this point, I'm out of answers. As to, should we get a new technical director? Should we get a new manager? Should we get uh, a new... I don't know what the the, the the position was for Edward or CEO, I guess. Should we get another that? No. It has to just be a, a thing of fresh air. We need new owners. And it's just like, do I fault them for everything? Yes and no. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are uh, placing this, these people at the top. And they're also the ones not investing. I'm not, not even the squad, the grounds. I you've seen Ronaldo complain about how they don't have an ice bath machine, and I'm like, I feel like that's like such a like <laughs> that's an inexpensive thing. <laughs> no, but the, how is that possible? That you can't take an ice bath at a training ground or like at your state at your home stadium. And your man united. And your man united, right? If you have, if you don't have those freaking. If it's like a treadmill that you like, you're like running on water. All right, maybe that, that looks a little, still looks a little bougie for me. But like, <laughs> uh, fuck it, it's just a tub, and you just fill the ice, dude. Bro, 
Oh my god. It's just so at the end of the day, I I had good news today out of all this misery. They're willing to sell a minority stake. Now it's that's not every that's not a lot, but that's that's money. That's money that's gonna get uh flown into the club, which should help somewhat somehow these bastards and this is why people hate Americans when they're involved with soccer. Honestly, you could blame the Glazers. And Kroenke, but I think Kroenke has kind of cleaned up his image the last couple of years. These bastards take $11 million in dividends every fucking year. Hey, every yo. year. They bought the club with debt. They put the debt on the fucking club. These motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. You can blame this, this, and this. At the end of the day, it's the people, it's the person in charge. Who the fuck is the person in charge? I don't even know their fucking first names. I don't want to know their fucking first names. Fuck them. The Glazers are the reason we are in this tunnel of misery. That there's no so, there's no light. I thought there was a light when we hired Ten Hag. Turns out it was just a fucking flashlight that well, was left on. I mean, we're only two games into the season. Remember, Arsenal started... And it's the <laughs> worst part about it. We're only two. Okay, but oh, Ar- I feel like a fucking Arsenal fan. Arsenal started you know, last season with better, three losses. better squad. No, but hold on. Okay, Brentford, you could equal it to our against Brighton. But they had no chance against City, and they had no chance against Chelsea, I think. For, we got him. They didn't. They, they, I think you could argue they got embarrassed. I uh, dude. I don't know. I can't. I can't compare myself to Arsenal because I'm. I'm Manchester United. We're not Arsenal. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just me. No, I, no, no, we brother. We again. This is this is why I feel like examples can't be compared because this is Manchester United. This is the biggest club in England, and this is the reason why a lot of these players can't perform for us. You just can't compare. Liverpool is the biggest club in England, actually. If, anywho. No, it's not. No, it's not. They have more no, trophies. They have more trophies. So it's actually... No, How many it, more? One? How many they, more? They edge you out by one. If it's one, they still edge you out. Which oh, makes them oh the my big, God. Which makes them the most uh, triumphant club in England. All right. Most technically speaking. Technically not, speaking. I'm talking about popularity, you motherfucker. I'm talking in terms of revenue. Right. Okay. Sponsorships. All right. So, so what does I'm talking about money? The thing that the Glazers love so much, money. Who is the biggest uh, commercial club? No, does that make sense? Uh, again, English. Sorry. Biggest club, Manchester United. Then that's why you can't compare. You cannot compare. All right. So, what does selling this minority stakeholder do for the club? Then, I mean, I know so, it brings money in, I, but like. I, I think the biggest thing about this minority stake is, well, you have. I think now you have another head that could that could kind of like I guess like a co CEO. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, there we go. It's just us two, right? Recorded. We bring we bring someone else to the team, right? But we're still we're still the main people. But then the other guy is like, oh, we just like, oh, we should do this segment, this segment, and this segment. It's just bringing new ideas. Now, will he get heard? I don't know. My biggest thing is, I don't even think. Actually, I'm not even thinking. I don't. Even, I'm not even asking this new person to put money into buying new players. I want this person to put money into fixing up Old Trafford. That looks. It looks like fucking garbage. I've seen too many videos. I don't even want to go. 
because it's just that'd be pathetic of like this is the biggest club this is their fucking stadium fixing the, the stadium and fixing the training grounds I think for me <laughs> I think it's just, that's a simple and easy fix when a new investor comes in I got that's you. just me that's I'm asking. Honestly, it's pretty much the minimum. I'm not even asking to like to fix the actual club. Just help and the fans the be heard. These, help the fans be heard. Get get these fuckers sold the whole thing. But I don't know. Dude. It's a tr- tunnel of misery. That's a really good uh, analogy. Well, all right. Well, by the way, there, there, on another bright side, it does look like the deal with Real Madrid to sign Casemiro is likely, very likely to go through as the player is keen on joining um, and negotiations negotiations are just going on with the clubs and it seems like it's like it's on a positive note. So that's good. At least you'll have a short-term fix in terms of midfield. Now, whether or not Casemiro is going to succeed in the Premier League, who knows? But he's obviously, come on, we all know his capabilities, you know. Winning how many Champions League at Real Madrid, La Liga, so on and so forth. He is a wall yeah. in the midfield. So I think that my, that's something my, to look my, forward to. My biggest to. question with him, my biggest question with him is his fitness. Um, yeah, because how old is he? We saw with Varane. He's 30. But we saw with Varane, and I have the same fear with Casemiro that we're buying these players. And I think... Credit to Ancelotti. A lot of these players get rotated often. Um, and I think, especially Casemiro more than Varane when he was in Madrid. Um, but I think we're going to have to depend too much on him. He might he might break down. It's a four-year deal, which I don't hate it. Um, I would prefer three, but a world-class player. So I don't think he's going to feel the pressure. My biggest concern is just, can he stay healthy? Can he stay fit uh, with this brutal schedule? Oh, he's a World Cup player too. I'm, we're fucked. Fuck. <laughs> I'm already in the trenches. I hope he's the new captain. He hasn't played one single game for us. Oh my! Does it probably doesn't even know a lick of. Bro, English. they're still questioning Maguire. That's the, that's the only criticism I'll give Ten Hag. Okay, you know, you know. Hold uh, on. Can I, can I give? Just give me a second. I, can I critique him for keeping with the hair? Yes. Will I? No. Because the hair at the end of the day. Okay, if we admit he's a problem, he's a problem. He was not our biggest number one problem. But keeping Maguire as captain was an issue. Why? He was undermined. He was, he's just he's not a fucking captain. Brother. He's captain in England. What has he done? No, he's not. It's Kerry Kane. He's a co captain. And then Jordan Henderson. No, Jordan Henderson is a co captain. Bro. Anywho, if, anywho. If if United and you've united so magically I like became the best player in the world. Or no, a good enough soccer player and went to and went to play for Manchester United and Maguire was trying to tell me shit, I wouldn't listen to him. Hey yo. He just, he just doesn't have the respect. I, I don't understand. I just I don't understand how you people can't see that. It's just Okay, so he doesn't I, command the respect. He doesn't command the security that a captain should and you see all these fucking videos of him being just fucking clueless. And you know the worst thing, honestly? I'll, I'll be honest. You could play, play like shit. You, you could not be the 
best play, uh, player in your position, or even in the same, in the, even in the same team, the same league, same country, whatever. Because I'm starting to realize a pattern, bro. Every single bad defeat we've had, one, he's been the captain. Two, he has never spoken to the media after. Every single embarrassing loss in the last two years, he has not spoken to the media. He's a fucking bitch. I think that's the biggest thing. Take accountability, bro. Even if it, even if Maguire, okay, even if we we lost seven to three, Maguire scored a somehow he scored a hat trick, but we gave up seven goals. Take responsibility. It's like, oh, I don't care if I score the three goals. We gave up seven. That's on me. I'm the captain. I should be be better communicating to the other lads to race up the line to make sure we got each other's backs and whatnot. Fucking big ass head with a small ass brain. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here, my my take on Maguire and why he keeps getting chosen, why he's still the captain. I think, and this is just something that's like I don't want to say recently, but I feel like the past, like maybe like two years, people have been more intrigued with and like interested in is like these player contracts. I think there's shit in there that. If when they sign and and the club agrees with it, whatever, like they are entitled to a certain amount of minutes, how many sub appearances they get, whatever. And maybe for Maguire, like captaincy, he's supposed to start every game, like play 90 minutes each game or whatever. And it's probably the same thing with like with the likes of like Fred or Rashford, McTominay and maybe even De Gea. And I feel like that is another reason why they continue to get picked when they're consistently performing not the worst, but like not great either. Like they're not doing, they're not playing well. Would that be well, crazy? Is that like a crazy? I could, I could, I could believe it with the hair. Um, once, but so the thing with the hair was, he was gonna get not be the number one, and then Dean Henderson got COVID, and then the hair got the number one, and you saw last year. Like just as um, shot stop making uh, stop making no shot stop making shot stop shot stopping ability there we go shot stopping ability he saved our ass in the beginning when we were like oh my god we might win the league but that happened um, <laughs> with McGuire you have a point because I don't think he ever gets dropped now the captaincy is weird because he was not captain he was not named captain until Paul. Pogba got stripped of the captaincy? I forget what it was. No. It was Ashley Young, and Ashley Young left in the in the in the, the winter, in the winter, winter transfer window and they some and Ole gave it to um Maguire. So I don't know, and he hasn't gotten a renewal since. I or it could be wrong. Maybe he has. I feel like he would have signed like a six year contract because you know it's he's English. So good. Um English tax. And then I feel if anyone has that clause is Bruno because Bruno plays every single fucking game. Rashford last year, Ragnar benched his ass. The the one that wouldn't get benched, and then I, I and a combination of Fred and McTominay has some weird thing there too. Right, right. I think with with but, Bruno, I don't but, think that it's a contract thing. I just think that with the capabilities that he has and like the lack of the lack of talent, I guess. In the midfield, like I, I think I feel like you kind of need Bruno to just be there all the time, but it's just his form has been so terrible 
for the past like what season now half a season i don't know but it's been terrible for a really long time and it doesn't seem to be getting any better like at all as well so it's kind of and that's why you brought the likes of erickson to come in to kind of give him that that breather i feel embarrassed embarrassed we compare that man to kevin de Bruyne. i should not be ever able to speak about football after doing that you what were saying this so you so confidently too, like oh he's better than Kevin. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. What an embarrassment. Well, yeah, yeah. So I think I that's my that's my theory. Whatever. I think that there's something in these uh, guys' contracts where they're entitled to play full ninety minutes. Maguire, one of those, because he, he really does not get dropped. He really does not get dropped like at all, and I don't get it because he is shite. He is shite. So yeah, that's my take. That's my take. Well, according to reports, the the Ten Hag is actually going to drop him this this week this weekend or this on Monday apparently. Really? So who who would you? All right. So who would? Let's say you go with my three four three system. Who who would the back three be for you? Or, or, or actually, no, not Moran. even. If you don't even have to do my system, but who would you just start in the back line? Moran, Martinez, Malaysia. You're gonna be surprised. Juan Basaka over Dalot. I think. I think the way you play is. Because Malaysia goes up so high, you just become a three at the back when you attack. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You got Casemiro. Oh, that sounds nice. Casemiro. Erickson. I guess you have to play Bruno. But I would play Fred. Instead of Bruno. You actually... Actually, wait, hold on. One quick thing. I I actually forgot to realize this. Fred is going to be played so much better now that he has Casemiro behind him. Fred starts for Brazil. Plays very well for Brazil. Guess who plays behind him? Casemiro. No, Fred is nice. Dude, Fred is nice. I've always felt that way. It's just he's been unfortunate. But, but at Fred, Fred, he can't play. Yeah, he can't. And he can't, he can't play center defensive mid. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. It's okay. He's not that guy. But he's still, he's still nice. But, um, yeah. So then those three in the middle. Um, we're probably going to play Bruno instead, of, Bruno instead of Erickson. Then Ronnie at top, Sancho. I, and I actually would start Garnacho at the left. Mm. Okay. And and first up, first up, if Sancho's sucking, sucking, which he's been doing a lot because he's been terrible recently, Palestri, I don't know if you know him. He's pretty good. I've heard of him. Uruguayan. Yeah. I think you got to give him a chance. Okay. All right, fair. All right, so before we before we close up, before we wrap this up, what are your predictions for the for the game against Liverpool? Ooh, that's such a good twentieth place Manchester United to face. What what position is Liverpool in? Twelfth. Twelfth, twelfth, twelfth. Oh, twentieth place lost, Man United. Been a regulation. Relegation battle. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, no. If we win, we're still above them. So that's true. Why not? That is true. Yo, oh, imagine. Yo, no. hold on. 
Take out all the results out. If I would have told you after game, after week of match, match week, match week three, we're like, yeah, United's above Liverpool. You'd be like, what? Top of the league? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a good one. What, what are your, what's your prediction for that game? Another embarrassment, thrashing at the hands of Liverpool, or nah? I don't know. I don't want to predict. I just want it to be over. Is that better? He wants it. Wow. Okay. I think I'll feel better. I'll feel better than Saturday. Than than post post Brentford. That's what you you want to feel. You just want to feel better than. (laughs) Yeah. God, ladies, so fucking low, dude. ladies and gentlemen, Santiago is down horrendous, man. United, please. The the bar is so it's so low. A dog could go walk over it, dude. Damn, it's so low. That's sad. I can't relate. My club is chilling. Um, okay. My prediction for Liverpool United, I think it. This, this might be both, but I'm gonna say three three, three three draw. I feel it. I don't know. I feel like for some reason United's just gonna come come in and and try to prove a point. They're actually gonna do pretty well, and then Liverpool would just that'd be a know. great that'd be a hey that'd be a great game. I honestly wouldn't hate it because that means we didn't lose. Right, and it, Liverpool off the back of off off of two draws in a row. I feel like I don't know. I feel like they're not gonna be able to to just figure it out yet. Sadio Mane, baby, y'all missing this motherfucker mad hard, cause. Yo, big time, big time, big time. GG. All right. Well, that's all the time we got for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Follow us on socials, on Instagram, the underscore false nine. Follow me, Edwin23R, and you can follow Santiago at Santiago, but it's what it, it's like weird. What is it? It's got like two T's, two A's, and like two O's. Well, there you go. All right. Enjoy the weekend, guys. We'll be back next weekend. Till then, baby.